Hey there. Welcome to the Global Wear Podcast. I'm Toby Barrett. Today's a shorter feature. Globalware social media manager Sika Naik and I travel to India. Sika talks a little bit about our program in Jaipur and gives some insight into the food, culture, and the sites you can expect to see on your journey. Without further ado, let's get into it. All right. Hi, we're back. Today we're uh, going to India. We're talking a little bit about our programs there. And I'm joined by Sika, who uh, was born in India and travels there very frequently. So uh, hi, Sika, and, and thanks for joining us. Hi, Toby. Thank you for um First, could you just tell us a little bit about um, like the projects in India? What should we expect if you're going there and, and what's it like? Um. So going to India is always an adventure. <laughs> It's definitely one of those destinations that um, people like folks, volunteers really need to keep an open mind about, but it is also a really memorable place to visit. And we have our program in uh, Jaipur, which is a really famous city. It's in the state of Rajasthan and um, it's a beautiful city. It has a lot of old um Castles, I mean, you'd say palaces, um, palaces and temples and monuments. And um, it's really worth visiting. Um, it's a beautiful part of India and it's got a lot of history in it. What uh, what kind of work do we do there? So the work we do in Jaipur, so, um, and this is kind of in a lot of the different parts of India is what happens is um, the government will establish schools uh, for, you know, lower income families or poverty stricken families. But what happens is a lot of the funding for the schools don't really cover a lot of things within the school, such as materials or, you know, making sure there's a bathroom in a school or or, um, making sure that there are meals for the kids and whatnot. So um, what our volunteers usually do is when they come, they get to connect with these kids who are, you know, going to these schools, but not able not being able to access materials and whatnot, and they get to help renovate the classrooms, they get to help teach special skills to the kids or play games with them. And uh, especially after COVID, there has been a huge lack of resources, especially for these um, schools. And so volunteers come in and they really make a difference with helping out. And we also work with a couple of different organizations around the city, such as one is a special needs um, adult and kids center. And then we also work with a residential facility for girls who have been diagnosed with HIV or are, you know, have parents who aren't able to take care of them because they have HIV. So, yeah. Great. Um, Could you tell us a little bit about the coordinator of these programs? So our main coordinator is Rahul, who is awesome. He's been with us for uh, quite a while, and he is uh, native to Jaipur. And so he loves his city. Um, He loves having volunteers come in and him getting to introduce them to the food and, you know, the history and everything. Um, And he's also previously, (laughs) fun fact, he was a finalist for Mr. Uh, India. So... (laughs) That's always fun to find out. But um, 
He speaks perfect English. He's always happy to help. Um, most of our volunteers, um, actually all of our volunteers love him. He also helps out with our Nepal program too. So he's great. <laughs> yeah. When you're there with Rahul and you're, you're doing these programs, what kind of like uh, can you expect from like the culture? Like what kind of food will you be eating? What 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 are the sights to see besides those palaces? So uh, when you arrive in Jaipur, so it is a, I would say a mid-sized city. So um, you get that um, feeling of being in India with the markets and whatnot, but there's also malls and hotels and movie theaters and whatnot. So when you arrive, you experience both old and modern India at the same time, which is a great experience to have. And um, you have Uber available, you have, um, you know, the old traditional rickshaws or um, what are they called? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the tuk-tuks, <laughs> the three-wheeled little taxis. So um, you get to visit the artisan villages and you also get to try like delicious, like Rajasthani food is amazing. It's every part of India has its own distinct way of cooking certain dishes. Um, and we tend to call everything we see from Indian cuisine as curry, but Curry is really all the spices, the different kinds of spices that are used to make a dish. So um, there's lots of great spicy and non-spicy vegetarian and non-vegetarian dishes you can try. And um, the region of Rajasthan, you would have rice, but you would also have roti, which is the flatbread. So a lot of dishes will involve that as well. Um, so I think there's cuisine. There's also modern cuisine. So you can easily go to a cafe, have coffee or go get pizza from Domino's. I've ate at the Domino's in Jaipur <laughs> multiple times. So, I mean, everything is there all at once. Domino's aside, what is your favorite meal to eat while you're there? Um, so I love the street food and I, for granted, you should always be careful wherever you travel on, you know, having street food <laughs> just to play it safe yeah but um i definitely help myself to a lot of golgappa and golgappa is also called pani puri it has like a thousand different names and that's basically you have these little um puffed crisps and you basically put like a spicy kind of sauce in them and you can have filling with potatoes and onions and you just eat them whole like that in one bite and they're delicious and they can be super spicy or you could have sweet ones as well. And they are available everywhere on the streets. Yummy. When you're on the streets, how are, what are the people like? So um, if you're a foreigner, you will definitely get stared at, but that is just part of being in India. Um, so it can be crowded. It can definitely be like a thousand things going on at the same time. Um, it's never boring, basically, um, when you're walking the streets anywhere in um, Jaipur. And <laughs> they're not really there for the most part. So you just have to be careful, watch where you're going, you know, keep an eye on your stuff. But it's really colorful. There's always something to look at. Um, you'll definitely see the cows on the street and, you know, the vendors and everything. So chaotic, but always interesting. Sounds like it. Uh, while you're there, could you tell me a little bit about the weather? I know it it varies like season to season, but <laughs> could you talk a little bit about, yeah, what to expect in terms of, of the climate there? 
Yeah, sure. So with India, a lot of people think India is just hot. And the thing is, um, lots of parts of India also experience all different kinds of seasons. The thing with Jaipur is, it, since it's part of Rajasthan, which is such a huge desert state, um, it, ex it actually experiences pretty cold winters, um, pretty hot summers, and really nice, like, pretty temperate springs and uh, fall. The only thing... <laughs> which uh, surprises people is one, there is a monsoon season. It, granted, it's not as bad as it is in some parts of India from what I've seen so far. And there's also desert storms so or sandstorms that do sometimes come into the city. And that's mostly around, I think, early summertime. So that is a thing to watch out for. Gotcha. Could you tell me about some leisure activities to do while you're there? On our program guide, we have uh, enjoying a Bollywood film or uh, going to the Artisan Factory or watching the sunset at Amber Fort. Could you recommend any of those or, or anything else? Yeah, so actually when you come to our JPR program, we have a whole day that's dedicated to visiting some of the more famous historical sites. So that's the Hawa Mahal, which is the Wind Palace. And that's the really famous pink building you'll sometimes see in pictures of Jaipur. And you'll also visit Umber Fort, which is the really famous fort, which is up in the mountains. So um, you spend a whole day uh, being able to visit those locations. And then on other work days, you know, maybe your afternoon, you're going to go to the Artisan Village, maybe you're going to see a performance. So Jaipur, I think, has either one of the oldest movie theaters or it's the oldest movie theater um, in India. And so you can go see a Bollywood movie there. Or um, if you're interested in doing something like visiting the Taj Mahal. Um, so we do that as a separate leisure activity. So that would be its own cost. But what we do is there's this thing called the Golden Triangle. And the Golden Triangle is Delhi. Um, it is Agra and it is Jaipur. So what you can do is you can basically take a car. We can get you a car. We can get you a driver and a guide. And you get to go see the Taj Mahal in Agra. Back off in uh, Delhi, where you can also see a couple of things and then fly back to wherever you need to. Have you been to the Taj Mahal, Sika? Yes, I have been when I was younger. It's just one of those like <laughs> things <laughs> that I feel like everyone has done in India. Um, and it's beautiful. And, you know, a lot of people tend to think that the Taj Mahal is in Delhi, but it is not. So um, that is always something I need to point out to volunteers. Uh, but I have been and it's beautiful. And I definitely think it's worth a visit. Awesome. Now, can we move on to uh, some like packing essentials like when you're going to Jaipur what do you need to bring so definitely I would suggest depending on the season so if you're going in the hot months or you know it's getting rainy umbrella lightweight rain jackets you know always have closed-toed shoes for um, your project work and whatnot um, definitely some kind of mosquito bug repellent um, because they're no fun <laughs> Definitely um, bring clothing that does cover, even if it's summer, you know, lightweight cotton clothing, because a lot of the times um, India can be a little bit of a conservative society. And so for the temples, for example, we wouldn't want your shoulders showing or your legs showing. So um, make sure to have clothes that cover and then also make sure to take some whatever medication you need. Um, sometimes the air can be 
thick because of the sand or maybe pollution, you're not used to it. So bringing along some face masks and, um, <laughs> and you know, uh, your own water bottle, of course, because we all, always want to make sure we don't waste <laughs> plastic bottles. And then, yeah, any comfortable clothing is always recommended. Awesome. What about the accommodations? Where where do you volunteers stay? So for accommodations, we have a couple of choices. So um, let's say you're a solo volunteer and you really want that experience of um, Jaipur, you can stay with a host family that's um, usually vetted and we make sure that they have everything a volunteer would need, such as, you know, their own room, their own bathroom, and they can speak English. So you can always have that option. Otherwise, most of our volunteers usually cho choose the hotel option. So we'll have a mid-range uh, hotel that's probably most likely close to the project work site. And so that usually will have, you know, Western toilets, you'll have TVs, it may have breakfast at the hotel available, or, um, you know, maybe there'll be some shops nearby. And then also it'll have, you know, Western, all Western features available for the volunteer. Definitely. What about arriving to, uh, to Jaipur? What do, what do we need to know about uh, getting there and, and meeting up with our coordinator in the airport? Okay, so before coming to India, it's really important to make sure you fill out an online e-visa. So Americans still have to apply for this visa, and I would recommend doing it at least one month before you fly out. And um, it looks complicated, but it's relatively simple. And if you go through our orientation packet, we do offer links and updated information on how to do that. And so um, that's the first thing you need to do. Once you arrive, that's the big international airport. When you land there, you will take usually a transfer. There's a bus transfer that will take you to the domestic terminal. And usually what our volunteers will do and what I do, and then you take a domestic flight straight to Jaipur. So you transfer to the domestic terminal and then you take your little, it's just a one hour flight or so, land in Jaipur airport, which is growing. The airport is actually growing now. And um, our coordinator will pick you up from uh, out, right outside as soon as you're done with customs and getting your baggage and everything. And there's usually an ATM available inside. But I would suggest that when you land in Delhi airport, that's when you take cash out. Yeah. And uh, for everybody listening, there's more information about the e-visa and all those steps. And in, in, it's all in more detail on the program guide. So. Uh, mm -hmm. Make sure to check that out if you're interested. Mm -hmm. um, could you talk a little bit about uh, safety and security in Jaipur? Yeah, sure. So um, I know Kimberly has mentioned this before, but like in any city, you know, you should um, play it safe. Make sure you keep your belongings with you, um, you know. If you're with a group, stick with your group, um, stick with your coordinator. Of course, like you can totally explore by yourself, but it's a um, good idea to practice some good safety precautions. Um, sometimes there is pickpocketing. Sometimes we may have folks coming up to you wanting, saying something along the lines of, oh, I want to practice my English with you, but it could be leading to a scam of some kind, or they may say, oh, can you take this, you know, can you do this favor for me or take this for me? Highly suggest avoiding walking away from that um and just uh you know practicing good common sense awesome um and finally I, I guess i'll just finish up with um 
you know, tell me, tell me a couple of your favorite memories of, of the JPOR program. Some of my favorite memories definitely is meeting the beneficiaries. They're always so happy to meet volunteers. They love having company. They love having you be interested and you showing them um, anything from, you know, just helping them learn the English language to playing soccer with them. They genuinely love having that time and attention because it's not something they easily get. You know, a lot of the time these kids, um, if you're working at the schools or the daycare centers or helping at the HIV uh, residential facility, you'll notice these kids don't really get quality time with their parents or they may not even have parents or the parents are working 24 seven to make, you know, a small uh, wage. So it's amazing how happy they are just to have you around and to be with them and you feel it and you, and you love it too. And you love being around them as well. And it's the smiles are the best part. I know it sounds cheesy, but honestly, the the smiles are the best part. And every photo I've ever gotten from volunteers with them, with the kids, the kids smiles are just like flashing through the photo. So it's really the best part. So visit Jaipur. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Sika, for your time. And uh, it was good speaking with you. Thank you so much, Toby. Thanks for joining us. For more information about Globalware, just visit our website or our Facebook or LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok. We're pretty much on every one of those social media platforms. And as always, have a good day and safe travels.